Hi guys, thanks for joining me here on the show today. You're listening to Understanding Dyslexia. So this week is episode 11 where we are joined by another really special guest called Polly. Polly's story is really unique because Polly actually only just found out she was dyslexic at 58 years old. Join me to find out more about Polly's story. Hello Polly, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I would like to know more about your your dyslexia, your very unique dyslexia story that I do know a little bit about, I must admit. Okay. Yeah, sure, fine, yeah. That's fine. Right, my story, yeah. From um, I've only recently um, had a diagnosis, I'm 58. Um, so I got a diagnosis about a month ago um, because I've returned into education. So I've come back and I'm doing an MA in um, uh, painting at uh, Plymouth Art School. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I was going to have to write things um, for this course. Um, I've actually changed the course from a full-time to a part-time, partly after getting the diagnosis, which I sort of knew probably 99.9% it would be, yes, I have got dyslexia. Mm. But I've also started the course because the tutors were very supportive about and mentioned that, you know, 80% of the people on the course will probably be dyslexic too. Um, But it has been quite a revelation, yeah. So basically, I struggled all my life thinking I was stupid, couldn't read, couldn't write. Um, It's impacted my entire life. And Mm. at various points, I've thought of getting a diagnosis, and that seems very late. A lot of of it was to do with money, and I thought, well, you know, do I spend this 500 quid on this or do something else? And what will it prove? And I've got this far. Will it make any difference? Um, Mm. But I would say to everyone, anyone listening, yes, I think. For, oh well, personally, it has helped me a lot, actually, and it's really sort of worth doing, actually. But it did just annoy me that it was, it, and it still annoys me that it costs so much money. But, I, I um, agree. Yeah, it's insane. So yeah, so it's it's all been quite a recent diagnosis, really. Um, and and I'm doing lots of reading and researching and possibly going to be doing my final um, research question linked to, to dyslexia and maybe um, artists and, and dyslexia or how, how people mm. see the world and how, um, you know, we see it differently uh, in lots of ways, you know, so trying to maybe try and get that across through my painting. Wow. That's really, really interesting. And definitely yeah, so... um, very relevant, like this whole, the, you know, the, the more I've been doing research about dyslexia, the more it turns out that actually dyslexics just think a lot more. That's kind of the bigger... Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. <clears throat> it's fascinating. Yes. Um, how, how would you say, what, what, was your, what was your school life like, even though you didn't... Because, you know, you say you um, kind of struggled to read and write. Um, so how was yeah. that at school? Well, I think from what I can remember, I could read okay up until sort of pr- uh, the end of primary school. And I think secondary school, I started to get problems. Um, and I talked to my mum about it actually recently. And 
she said she could she, she didn't remember me having a lot of problems but I just didn't read a lot after a certain age mm. so I think after I, I never really read a lot um so when I got into oops, secondary school it was um obviously having to choose our exams and there was a lot more written work mm. um I think it just gradually started to build and build but how it came out with me was that I used to fall asleep and I still and this is another reason why I got a diagnosis um recently is because I suffer sort of nausea when I read mm. so I can feel really sick and I can feel like I'm you know experiencing car sickness and so but I didn't realize at the time when I was a kid I used to fall asleep a lot in class I thought that was because of stress I mean it's a knock-on my dad used to call me the stupid you're thick you can't read you can't write so they also were getting divorced my parents at that time so mm. in a way looking back I've always thought oh it was probably stress and mm. I do believe that the stress is linked even now well, it wouldn't have helped it wouldn't have helped yeah so it's sort of trying to pick it and you know unpick it in mm. a way and try and work out um yeah so I used to sleep a lot in school I, used, I mean I'd go into English and French because I both those two there was the chance that we'd stand up and have to read out loud so I would literally go in and then fall into almost like a coma. My um, and I mean, amazingly, they didn't, you know, I, I did actually go and see a therapist at school. And I'm just reading a book recently um, at the moment that is about um, in therapists going into schools. Mm. And they, they said, that's great. But if they, unless they have some awareness of dyslexia and how it feels, they're not going to pick up you know, on the kid that falls asleep, the kid that's depressed. Mm. Um, and that's another bit, you know, with this sort of link towards mental health and depression. Um, and I think, yeah, my depression probably started very young with, mm. you know, just not being able to get it, you know. I just didn't, you know, didn't get it. I couldn't read, didn't want to read. If I read, it would sort of traumatise me. So... Um, wow. Catch 22, you know, in wow. a way it was like, I mean, I could really, I managed to get O levels or CSEs or whatever and scraped through some exams, you know, I got six or whatever um, O levels. Yeah. And I did get, of course, art, A level and art, sociology, social sciences. I don't know if that's very common, but most. Mm -mm -mm. But I've met with dyslexia tend to go for those sort of subjects. They do, yeah. No, it's true. That's um fascinating what you said about that um you sort of falling asleep when you're reading and no one like no one no one thought I know this is unusual. I mean, honestly, honestly, I know for years, I mean, literally I mean, I can remember myself, I can see this picture really vividly of just, you know, I'd just put my head down and I'd go into this, it's like being given a Valium or something, yeah. you know, you yeah, just yeah, yeah. have no choice. But I recently spoke to a friend and her daughter's dyslexic and I was telling her about, you know, her talking to you and being interviewed and things. And she said that her daughter has um, dyslexia and she maybe has dyspraxia as well but mm. she 
she will drop to the floor with tiredness when she gets stressed. So she literally falls down and she goes into wow. a sort of coma. And um, it only lasts for a minute or two. It's like having an epileptic fit. She will come round and she's sick as soon as she wakes up. But that's all the adrenaline that's gone through yeah. her body in shutting down because apparently it's to do with fight or flight. And when you can't run or fight, the next stage is your body shuts down. So, you know, it's called possum syndrome. I've just found that out yesterday. And it's, it's quite how, a lovely you know, name animals for pretend it. To be, well, yeah, lovely, yeah. isn't it? When animals pretend to be dead yeah, and yeah, they yeah, roll yeah. over and yeah. their legs up and they pretend to be dead. Yeah. Um, that's because they can't run, they can't do anything and they just roll it's over. It's sort and of like go into... you sort of get paralysed almost yeah. by... Yeah, it by is. That, um... She says she is paralysed, this girl gets paralysed, and she can't move. She can hear her parents talk to her, but she can't move. So she's told them that, and I used to get paralysed. It, it reminds me that when I was a kid, I can remember lying in bed paralysed, you know, thinking mm. I can't move. I actually can't move my legs. I can't move anything. You know, then I would wake up the next morning, I'd be fine, but... I, it definitely resonated. I remembered, you know, I thought, yeah, actually, that's really familiar. Mm. So it's quite interesting, like possum syndrome. Yeah, <laughs> how incredible. I've, yeah. I've never heard of anything like that. But now I'm yeah. thinking about, actually, there was this girl that I was at school with, and she used to faint quite a lot. But she was always... Yeah. She was really skinny, and stupidly, we all just thought she didn't eat enough, do you know because you yeah. don't, unless you know that yeah. stuff like that is a, you is a thing. Know. You wouldn't know. You'd Absolutely. kind of think, oh, like she's tired or like yeah. Yeah. she hasn't eaten today yeah. or, or, cause she, and she would really just drop. Yeah. And, she, and she was oh, dyslexic. Really? She was dyslexic. Wow. I remember she was dyslexic. This was oh. years ago though. But um, she That's was just... like so thin that everyone just assumed yeah. that it was, a hundred percent to do with the way that she yeah. that she looked, but I it, which it didn't because yeah. I've seen pictures of her now and she looks exactly the same. Yeah. And she, some people are just right. naturally much thinner, so that's fascinating. Yeah. Actually, I should yeah. I should yeah. get in touch with her and say I know. Looked up say, awesome syndrome. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, be, yeah, be, yeah. Be interesting research, wouldn't it? Because definitely she might want to put the two together equally. I mean. Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't until recently and falling asleep. I used to think it was just stress. Well, it was stress. Mm. I didn't even, I didn't actually think it, I didn't even think, I was so young. I didn't think it was anything really. I just thought. But because oh, when I you're young know. as well, you can't really understand what stress is. No. Like you kind of just. No. Yeah, I, and also if it. no one's trying to find out what's going on, I think that's the. That's kind yeah. of the key thing with, with most of these stories as well. As when, when I've spoke to people, yeah. apart from honestly a handful out of your number 11, and I've had maybe two people that knew when they were young. Um, really? Yeah. yeah. Most, m wow. m and, and the fact is that the, the actual statistic is 80%, 80 of uh, kids and, and sort of people don't have their dyslexia recognized in school which wow. is like a shocking statistic it is it's awful i mm. mean i i feel quite you know passionate and 
evangelical, whatever the word, you mm-hmm. know, about it actually at the moment. And I really feel, I, th- I had a tutorial yesterday and my tutor, you know, I was running this pastor and she said, oh, you know, you might end up being a, an educational activist. And I thought, yeah, actually, that's, yeah, I might. Yeah. <laughs> because I do feel really positive, um, not positive, I feel really passionate about the fact as you say, kids aren't just screened and they should be screened at school, all kids, you know? And I think we've talked about this and like, if you pick it up when it's, when it's early, if they're, you know, four or five, then, but the other thing I heard, which I haven't looked into is that apparently um, you can develop dyslexia at any time because this is what this friend whose daughter's dyslexia I've never heard that either. Yeah. And apparently when people go into university or they're on they're studying and under a lot of pressure or maybe jobs that are under a lot of pressure, it is putting a lot of strain on one part of the brain to process. Mm. And it almost like, but I don't know, I need to look into that more. It it can bring on the symptoms of dyslexia. So Because I always you know, thought like what from what I've understood from dyslexia, it's um I don't want to get this wrong, but it's something to do with where things are placed in your brain. And if they're like really close together, for example, that's like autism. And if they're like really far apart, that's dyslexia. So I always just assume that like you will, because that's the way you're born, because that's the way your brain is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, same here. Mm. So I think, I mean, she may be completely wrong. And I think it's worth it's worth checking it that. out yeah definitely because i've I never heard think... of that i've heard of sort really? of yeah <laughs> like yeah. like you caught yeah. it or something it's not COVID. yeah <laughs> yes yeah yeah no that's right and i'm sure i don't think that's true unless unless you know she meaning you sort of like i have got more in touch with it the older mm. you get you know yeah no but from, from what i understand it's said. something that you kind of um because in that case, if 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 you could get it after a while, it kind of implies that you'd be able to get rid of it as well. Well, yeah, but then you know your previous the podcast with the guy that um, John got sent to hospital. Yeah. yeah, I mean, in a way, and it reversed. His yeah, dyslexia no, definitely. I think that's yeah. it's a ridiculously unique and incredible case. That one, though. Um, for anyone but listening, I think that's again, episode two. Yeah, yeah, because I think that's another... The, uh, the other thing that I got tested for before this was something called Erland syndrome, mm. which is to do with um, overlays of colour. It's it's colour distortion, visual distortion when you read. Mm. And so, you know, kids will often be given um, colour overlays or glasses. Yeah. Um, but that's really interesting as well because... Um, the, the woman that tested me told me about um, this woman called she. I think she's called Donna Williams, and she's on the autistic spectrum. She had Erlen really badly. So did her boyfriend, and both of them were experiencing looking at each other and the world as totally distorted, like kaleidoscope almost. You know, oh so. Shattered sort of image, and after she wore these glasses, once she got her color diagnosed, she wore her glasses, and after a year or so, the the distortion closed up, 
and Whoa. there were scans of her brain on the wall where when I got um, tested, and it shows that it changed her brain at the back of her brain. So I think there they there probably are therapies that can help. Maybe maybe they they, they help in the sense that they calm your brain down, mm, so you're rather than you're, yeah, totally than change structure, which is what therapy you, is really. It's sort of yeah essentially for any kind of not not even um yeah you know they have this yeah absolutely it's about talking therapy any therapy yeah it's about it's not about taking away those problems it's just about letting your brain deal with it it's sort of process it in a way that's sort of dealt with rather than in a place where it's still traumatic um but that's that's really interesting how you can very much relate that to sort of um dyslexia and, and learning disabilities because anyone that sort of had that through school not had any help for it yeah. sort of has been left to their own devices to deal with it is um it is a traumatic yeah. experience definitely well they say i mean in this article um the one that i sent you this morning it says that it is you can then develop things like equal to post-traumatic mm. traumatic stress disorder because you avoid yeah. situations so much could traumatize you yeah so it's the same thing you know like with post-traumatic there you know you you avoid getting back into that situation yeah you're terrified so it's got the same impact on your brain and your psyche which is uh it's really important actually that people that aren't dyslexic recognize the, the because yeah. people generally associate post traumatic stress to like people that have been at the at war Absolutely. Um, or things like that and people actually generally don't even look past it's like all oh, veterans yeah. get treated for that i actually got um yeah. got treated for they use this special therapy for people that have had post traumatic stress and it's called uh, emdr therapy and I actually, oh, I know yeah, I actually that had quite a few behind. sessions. Yeah, the when they, yeah, I actually I had like quite a few sessions of of that. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, uh, and uh, it's it's a it's a it's an interesting one because it was kind of my first. Well, all of it was my first experience with any kind of therapy. Um, so it was a lot to take in for me, but. And yeah. it was, it's an exhausting process. That's what I can kind of say about it because, yeah. and and it's kind of, you don't really sleep for a week when you have it. Oh. it you have oh, like, I, I had that. the craziest nightmares that I have, and I have had some crazy old nightmares. But wow. after yeah. those sessions, I would, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't, I was at uni. I was in my first year of uni throughout all of this. And uh, I couldn't really concentrate so it kind of was like so I'd have the session and I'd do it every week so I'd spend a week kind of wondering what was going on and then I'd have another session so I had to stop actually because I couldn't concentrate on anything else yeah Um, Yeah, but it was a really it was eye-opening in the sense that um it kind of made me realize how it kind of gave credit to what I had gone through and 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 kind of even yeah. just telling her telling me that oh like I'm gonna give you a therapy that um like we give to like war veterans and I I remember saying to her like oh I don't need that like I literally said to her I was like this is not 
I'm all right. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And she yeah. said, no, nah, yeah. like you need to recognize that. Like, and I think it goes, obviously this is unrelated to dyslexia, but I think it goes, it can kind of be related to anything that you go yeah. through like that. I think it's the first step is kind of recognizing how traumatic that was for you and, and then yeah. in, in healing it. Um, yeah, because trauma is, is stored in the body mm. 100%, isn't it? I mean, that's the thing. That's, that's what the big thing out. about this therapy. Yeah. Um, because it uh, bypasses the um, subconscious, doesn't it? Or the conscious. Yes, exactly. So, it's, so I had, um, there's another, I can't remember what it's called, but there's another therapy, which is tapping. Yeah. I don't know if you've done yeah. So um, I did quite a bit of that and I have looked at doing the EMDR and I might go back and do it, but I did have some hypnosis actually mm. for something else. And I do think, and I might go back to that hip, hypnotist to um, talk about the nausea thing, because I think a lot of the nausea is psychological. Yeah. And it's so set in my brain now. I mean, when I, yeah. I can... I can almost bring it on if I think about, say if I uh, think about reading six pages of black and white text, you know, or a document, yeah. I can make, I can feel my stomach start so, to start to not, yeah. God. yeah. So I think a lot of it now is psychological. Definitely. It's, yeah. it's physical, but it's, you know, there's a physical reaction, but I, I, I hopefully... I might be able to sort of stop that reaction. That's really interesting, though, that, like, about hypnosis, because I, yeah, I kind of, I'm, I always wondered about hypnosis. I remember when she started telling me about this EMDR thing, I remember thinking, are you going to hypnotise me? Like, I don't want to be yeah. hypnotised. Like, I'm yeah. all right. I want to keep yeah. smoking. That's my choice. I was thinking, she's going to get me to quit. She's going she's gonna to get me to do all sorts. And I sort of didn't really trust it. But um, then I kind of did a bit of research because I have this ridiculous phobia of birds. And, uh, and I thought that... Um, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of always thought of that as, as an option, but it's really interesting that you could sort of hypnotise that that nausea and, and kind of try mm -hmm. and... Because it's true, you know, our brain is our biggest friend and enemy because, you know, you, yeah. the brain... Like, yeah. I... The, the th huge thing about therapy that taught... You know, it really taught me um, the power of the human brain. If there's one thing I learned... <gasps> Because, you know, the stuff that I was coming out with during this EMDR thing, and it's like your body literally twitches in places where yeah. that memory is stored. Like, yeah, it's yeah. incredible. It's, yeah. uh, I found it more, I mean, I was, she kind of had to, because I would, I'm a very naturally curious person, so I wasn't a very good patient, because she'd ask me a question, yeah. and I'd, I'd ask her questions, which is not really the yeah. way therapy is meant <laughs> to go, but I'd kind of be like, wait so like how does this work and like tell me more <laughs> yeah. and like how was your training and like uh, and she, absolutely. Because... I love it because that, I think that's another um uh part of being dyslexic mm. is the curiosity and the research I mean I've I've had the therapist and she's always going you were you know you're the best researcher I've ever met you know and you just because I question her exactly I'm uh -uh. like and I actually this morning was thinking I must send her this document on dyslexia because she as she was saying earlier it's like she needs to know people need to know what it feels like mm. it's like almost like you know with autism or something when people describe autism or being blind mm. or something you know it's so important 
that people understand mm. what it feels like. And it isn't just reversing your B's and your D's and mm. having terrible handwriting. Mm. It's that is the one tiny end of the of a huge sort of spectrum, isn't it? Scale. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's and it's, it's been so interesting hearing how it affects different people in different ways. Um, yeah. Because yeah. you know, I think it's I think it's so fascinating. I've not met one person that I can say, oh, I have all of those things. Like that, our experience is exactly yeah. the same. I've not met, and obviously it's just yeah. life and and humans and. But still, yeah. you kind of assume it's it's crazy the assumptions that people have about dyslexia that oh you know especially in schools and teachers like it's and that's the craziest thing i found is that like teachers are so uneducated so uneducated than than probably most dyslexic people are more educated than the teacher which doesn't make sense and Um, also they should be um you know that should be part of teacher training you know 100% it should be a massive module in it because you know now you know it's 20% isn't it of people Mm. and dyslexia it's huge amount and you know and as you say how creative I was reading something this morning about this kid who you know used to dread going to school consequently and the whole link between sort of you know not getting an education and then that turning into mental health or it can or mm-hmm. you know into your lack of opportunities in the world um and this kid because it was everybody was sitting in a circle in a group mm. and they go around and ask people their experience and everything and this kid was dreading it so much having to speak out loud mm. and be coherent and you know they so they passed out from school and i just think if people start to look at figures you know and and actually test you know and see where what what people you know what what has happened to that person and oh right okay they found out they were dyslexic Mm. you know i'm sure there'd be loads of links between sort of lack of education basically and definitely it's a huge waste of potential as well yeah because like those people you know I I can just think of so many examples in my head of this crazy school I went to of people that just gave up like they literally just gave up and and obviously some didn't and proved proved other people wrong and in the end they sort of turned it around and and did their studies but god that school did not help they did not help you know no that's and it's a waste of of life in a way yeah. so it's a waste of time as you say it can take takes people different times and you know it's taken me years and that's partly because i tried to sort of fit into the norm mm. and do office jobs and type and write and you know all these things which which i do think equally has improved my writing my spelling in one sort of way, it has helped me to build my confidence because now, I, you know, I can touch type, I can read most things, mm. I can, you know, so it has helped in a way. Yeah. But during it, it was a nightmare. Yeah, during it's, it, it's, you know, it's the mental, like, the psychological yeah. aspect, the psychological yeah. effect, the mental health, yeah. the self-esteem, the confidence. Yeah. 
and that is equally as important as learning and knowing how to read and write because you have to live your whole life with yourself so it doesn't really matter if you can read a sign if if then uh, you go home and you cry yourself to sleep I'd rather not read do you know what I mean and be happy I do I do and I think that's as you said that's the pressure of this society Mm. because everything is geared around the norm (laughs) you know every every job interview you have to write a statement Mm -hmm. personal statement you know even that you know why do you have to write it why can't you send a verbal yeah a voice note or yeah 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 or even a video of yourself yeah you know it's still very much stuck in the traditional ways you know how to lay out Mm. your cv is it right or wrong it's going to get rejected if it's not laid out in the right way Mm. and or if it's not spelled correctly god yeah if you spell your cv wrong that's it they they ain't even gonna take a little look at you you're that's a write-off yeah Mm. yeah so really right from the first hurdle you know it's all set up to sort of you know trip you up in a way isn't it Mm. so yeah i think there's a long way to go but it's really good that you know like you're doing this podcast and people are raising awareness it probably needs a lot of celebrities now well i just found out kira knightley was dyslexic oh yes she is i want to get in touch with her manager yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. who knows i love her as well she's one of my favorite actresses yeah so pretty so it's it no it's interesting I and mean, she'd probably do it you should give her a ring i'm going to no i'm definitely going to i don't really care if i don't even get an answer like i'm going to yeah um yeah. but i found out i was like <gasps> no brilliant and orlando yeah. bloom richard branson like there are people <laughs> there are definitely yeah. people and i think jennifer anderson or whatever she is yeah and I think it's, um, it, as sad as it is, it's kind of the way society works today, unless someone yeah. with a That's big... It. They'll listen. To... They'll listen. Yeah. People will listen. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, yeah what's this And it, and it sort of people? needs up, updating in a way because everyone goes, oh, Einstein, you know, Einstein was. Oh, yes, that. right. Yes, yeah, but what I think we need to move on from Einstein. Yes, seven. he was dyslexic. Everyone yeah. knows that. And exactly. I think even people are like, oh, yeah, Einstein was dyslexic, so you can do anything. That's what people say. They used to say that to me. Oh, well, Einstein was dyslexic yeah. and he did math. So, like, why yeah. can't you do that? And it's like, uh-uh. Like, hold on a second. No. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so many subtleties, isn't there, to the whole thing. It's not that simple. Not no. That yeah. And I think also that's the other thing, like, as you say, it's trying to get people... Because I know... Sometimes, you know, the reaction can be very much, like, oh, as you say, it's like, oh, just get on with it. You know, mm. you've got coloured o- overlays or you've got this and all that. You can dictaphone now, you can do that. Yeah, there are loads and loads of things you can do to help. And they do help. But it's more a psychological um, disability, yeah. in a sense. I hate that word. In a sense, it is. Because even on a social level, yeah. um emotional level you know i think i've said to you you know i i i sort of really seriously was put off having kids because i thought i can't read to them it's going to be so embarrassing and Mm. you know that sort of thing and which is heartbreaking and no one should have to no one should have to make life decisions dependent on 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 their dyslexia such important such important decisions it's not yeah 
And it's so I think uh, that's the bit that needs to, you know, the awareness in a way, because it's, you know, mm. it's very subtle and it's, you know, lots of things like the, you know, avoidance of a lot of things I have avoided in life because of the potential humiliation, mm. you know, of sort of having to read or having, you know, oh, I can't go to that party because they play party games, you know, and I might have to read the thing out or and I won't know oh, how God, to say it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, it's really subtle. There's lots of things that... And I think... Yeah. Um, I think also it's this huge thing about dyslexics that I mentioned at the beginning of this episode is that we sort of think more. So I think mm. equally when you were saying about, oh, I'm not going to go here because what if, da, 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 like we're big overthinkers as well. And I think um, you kind yeah. of, it snowballs. It very quickly snowballs into anxiety. Mm. It very quickly snowballs into panic attacks. Yes. It very quickly snowballs yes. into yeah. into things that do genuinely affect your mental health because we're such yes. able thinkers. It kind yeah. of, it's a blessing and, and, and a curse because then yeah. you overthink. I mean, I, I, I'm having a really bad period. I can't sleep because I'm lying there at night. They just, just think overthinking every single, every single yeah. situation that I'm not even in. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's kind of, um, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, you, you do overthink and you, and you sort of think, doesn't everyone think like that? And then you talk to the people and they go, just go, just do it, don't yeah. worry about it, just say you don't want to play, blah, blah, blah. But in your head, you've gone through about a thousand scenarios yeah. of it and you're thinking, oh. And you're right. And I think that must be part of the condition. The other thing, I don't know if you do this and it'd be interesting to hear of other people too. But sometimes when I, oh, when was I doing it? Sometimes when I'm listening, like if you can listen to things being read instead of reading it, it's not a very good example. But I visualise the words. I don't know if yeah. you do that. Oh, I do. do yeah, 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 yeah. So I see every word that I am saying. I see it in type almost. Yeah. Up, and that's knackering. Yeah. And I have to really switch my brain off to yeah, stop yeah, yeah. doing it. It's another <laughs> level of, um, of sort of... Um, a photographic memory but it's sort of a step yeah. up from that because it's like you're making your own yeah. photographs yes yes it's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely no, I, do that as I, well. can, I do it and i don't know when i was i think it's when i'm listening to stuff and i or when i'm talking but i think i do it when i'm listening more and i have this crazy visual yeah. thing <laughs> like subtitles going yeah. on all the time yeah What's that about? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. but yeah. as you say, it's sort of that's all the bits that I think people don't realise. You mm. know, that go on. But it just has a huge psychological aspect on your life. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Most definitely. Because every, def- yeah. I, you know, I have not spoke to one person apart from John who had this. In, in yeah. He's just a case apart because he was very lucky. Yes. Um, but. Yeah. Every other person I've spoken to has said that they felt stupid at one point in their life, has said that it affected their mental health, their confidence, their self-esteem, and yeah. also has said, more importantly, that they just didn't feel like they got the recognition, the help, and, and the yeah. understanding that they needed. And therefore, if, if you don't get that help, recognition, and understanding, you don't yeah. give yourself that credit. And I think that's the most important thing. And it's what I've started to do recently. And I hope you have too, to kind of give myself credit for everything that I've gone through. 
and, yeah. and I did I'm I didn't do that to... badly like I no. I did all I right know. Like... Did absolutely and look where we've got exactly and the other thing that um I, I was after we first spoke last week mm. the other thing I was thinking was the reason why I didn't go and get tested because I was thinking why didn't I do this earlier was because I was dreading that they were going to say no you haven't got dyslexia wow. dyslexia then you are stupid do you know what I mean? Mm. Then all of your fears would be true. You know, oh, I'm just stupid. <laughs> you wow. know. But no one is so just that... stupid, though. No, I know. I mean, but when you've been called it, when of you've been course. treated Oh, no, it, I don't, when you, you know. But yeah. when you treat yourself as it as well, you know, I'm not just blaming everybody else. I've, you know, treated myself as that. Um, I suppose that was my biggest fear mm. was that they'd go, no, you're absolutely fine, yeah. you know. So it's always wow. quite, I mean, I had a screening first to sort of, you know, and you can do the tests online, which basically say, yeah, you know, you probably are, blah, blah, blah. But it, in a way, before shelling out for the whole report, yeah. it just gives you a sort of heads up, yeah, you probably are. But that was a big, that was a big hurdle you know because i did think god how embarrassing would that be but also i think i said to you before that they found out that the amount of shame linked to being dyslexic is on the same scale as suffering incest you know or being involved in an ancestral relationship which is uh, an absolutely <laughs> incredible fact yeah i mean that's yeah. i read that i had to read it over because i thought did i read that right I mean, dyslexia, yeah. but I thought, what? Yeah. No, I know. And it's shocking. And it makes, and again, it makes a lot of sense, really, actually, when you find it out and you think, yeah. Because there has been a sense of shame around it because you can't, you think, oh, I'm just being stupid. Come on, concentrate harder. You can do it. Blah, blah, blah. But people are always Work telling you as well, like, oh, if you just work harder, people used to always tell me that. Oh, India, India just needs to work a bit harder. Eh? And I would think, mm-hmm. and, I, and obviously when you're a kid and you're telling your parents, like, I'm working hard, obviously your parents are going, yeah. you can work harder. Because you can always then, work harder in anyone's opinion. Anyone can always yeah. work harder. But it's like, honestly, I can't. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I no, really can't. <laughs> and also that's, and then if, and then, you know, you know, sorry, my phone's going, we'll stop in a minute. But my, um, that's the other thing that, you think, well, I am working hard, and if I'm working this hard and I'm still not getting results and I'm still not passing exams, then I must be stupid. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you think, yeah, yeah. why aren't I? Um, yeah, because that, that article I sent you, when she covers all of that as well. She said, why didn't I pass exams? You know, she got to a certain point in her life where she wanted to be a therapist, mm. and she knew that she'd have to start submitting essays similar to me in the list. She was going back to education. Um, and she, you know, the big question that came up, why couldn't I get French biology? Why couldn't mm. I pass exams? You know, so I think it is, yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot still to be highlighted, isn't there? In Definitely, the but, um, but this has been a really, really eye-opening conversation, definitely. And I think everyone I speak yeah. to and, you know... I mean, especially you, it's it's really interesting how we always associate age being the biggest, like you can relate to someone just because they're the same age as you. And I think I'm constantly being sure. told that because 
oh you're young and you meet like-minded young people like you but you know yeah like the way that you've gone on and especially during our first conversation I mean this conversation as well but I just feel like I can relate to to what you're saying so much and it's um it's 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 just such a nice feeling you know yeah and it's it's amazing actually you know I think your podcast is brilliant and I'm you know will do as much as I can to promote it no thank you um because it's sort of so important it's like discovering I don't know it's massive isn't it it's so Mm. massive and when you find kindred spirits it's like wow and you're speaking the same language and Mm. we're all I've listened to all your podcasts and we're all speaking the same language and it's like suddenly finding this massive support network out there and that's kind of my goal that's kind of the how why I started this I thought oh god I want like I need to speak you know I, I say this all the time but I, I initially I started this very selfishly for myself and uh because I, I really wanted I, I kind of started finding out all these things and I kind of thought god I need to speak to someone about this then I can't speak yeah. to any non-dyslexic people because they just don't get it and I, no, I have tried I mean you know I've sat my boyfriend down yes. and I've said listen I'm gonna really try yeah. and explain this whole dyslexia thing to you yeah. and he goes yeah mm. <laughs> I know. You know, and you can kind I of know. tell that it's like going straight over yeah. his head, which I don't blame him for because it no. you don't have the the capacity to understand. You know, you can listen, no. but you can't. Yes. You, you'll never truly understand. And so it's yeah. it is lovely to um to speak to, to people to... that that do really get yeah. it. It kind of with every episode, I feel more normal. <laughs> Yes, yeah, same here. Yeah, no. I mean, I really do. The more research I do into mm. it and the more I read and talk to people, it's like, oh, it's just such a relief. And I'm mm. so glad it's happened before I died. You know, that sounds a bit dramatic. But, uh, you know, that I, you know, and I am, I'm, not, I'm old, but I don't feel that old. But, you know, I've still got, hopefully, you know, a few good more years. Well, and it is going to change going to change my life it will change my life definitely you know and relationships and I, I feel the same I feel I've had so many past relationships and boyfriends that I felt so stupid around that I'd had to leave because it's like they're far more intelligent than me they're not going to put up with somebody that can't read they can't you know mm. I really really have and so and I've done a lot of that to myself you know I'm not blaming them but I you know Hmm. really have turned it on myself actually yeah so you know so yeah it feels like a whole new beginning almost like born um, again I think what yeah what sparked it off when I started back at art college I went to the local aquarium and started painting jellyfish and I these love jellyfish. jellyfish yeah but they're, they're brilliant and the, I mean they're so interesting because they, when they go through adolescence, if they get traumatized or something happens to them they can't basically cope with, they reinvent themselves and they're on a cellular wow. level. They get, they re, they're reborn, they're reformed as a new jellyfish. Wow. And they're the only species that I think that does it. And they just form another jellyfish, you know, and start all over again. It's a really good and that, way of think, doing things. Yeah, and like, I, I agree think that with that. Off, it's amazing, and that sparked off the. Well, God, if I, you know, if only I could have kickstarted things again at mm. teenage, you know, because I'm just it, and that's getting the support. That's the bit. If only, in a way, 
people had recognised mm. what was going on, it could have been very different, mm. you know. Um, yeah, so I just, I don't know, I think that sort of sparked off the whole investigation into dyslexia, really, even more. How fascinating. We'll start yeah, from a jellyfish. <laughs> yeah, and they're amazing because they have, they're older than dinosaurs, they're like millions of yeah. years older than dinosaurs. Yeah. They have no brain, they have no organs, they only have a stomach. Um, and so That's when you amazing. see them swimming in the sea, they're not actually swimming, they're just being pushed by the tide. Yeah, they're just, I didn't and know that, that they just float, they kind yeah, of just sway. Yeah. And that movement is them filtering um, food. So when oh. they pulsate through the water, they're just eating. So they literally, they're just stomach and cells. Yeah, that just float yeah. around and terrify yeah. people. <laughs> and terrify people, exactly. Small little thing that terrifies. How amazing. But, um, I have heard that that if we keep yeah. sort of going on the way that we are fishing uh, yes. the only thing we'll be left with are jellyfish and birds yeah. which is like oh, I really? hate I heard birds oh, no. as well and I, I that's my phobia like I can't deal with <laughs> any kind of bird jellyfish yeah. I find them pretty but they're not very nice to be stung by no. So we definitely need to be um, fishing more sustainably. We do. <laughs> because yeah, it's not going to be much to... fun going to the zoo. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, we'll have to, that is the main incentive. You could become a, yeah, an activist for uh, saving yeah. the seas. Definitely. Like, so I don't have to be stuck with the birds. No, oh my God, no. <laughs> or I'll definitely have to go and get some hypno hypnotherapy. <laughs> Because kids yeah. love feeding birds as well. My mum always used to say that. She's just, she yeah. always says to me, she says, India, you used to love feeding the birds when you were younger and your kids are going to want to do it as well. And I said, well, not with me. They're going to go with their dad. I'm not, I'm not having any any part in that. Yeah. I'm absolutely that terrified of thing. them. Because you were brought up in London and Paris, weren't you? So, yeah. But there's a lot of pigeons. Pigeons. I mean, and there were more. I was brought up in London and there were pigeons everywhere. I mean, I, I, yeah, I hate them. It, pigeons are pigeons the worst yeah. for me because they're yeah. flying rats. That's literally what they are. Yeah. You should try. I'm living now by the sea and seagulls. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. They're terrifying. They're seagulls massive. As well. Massive. When I, in, in, this, in the north of, um, of England, of my stepdad, he lives in Whitby. And oh, there yeah. are signs that literally say, don't feed the seagulls kebabs. They are fat enough. Like, stop yeah. feeding kebabs. And they are so cheeky. I was walking along last summer with eating an ice cream, and a seagull came down and took the whole lot in oh my one God. in its mouth and then landed on the floor in front of me and just put its neck back and gulped the whole lot. The right bone. in front of you. Yeah, and I was like, oh, cheeky. And they will, yeah, they snatch food out of people's hands. Oh yeah, so I yeah, know. we have we've got a lot of work to do then because we can't Definitely. be ruled by. That'll birds. be the next thing. Once once I get over this dyslexia thing, but um, anyway, thank you so much for That's right, for giving me yeah. your your testimony, and yeah. um, it's been a really really lovely lovely to meet you virtually, and and lovely yeah. lovely conversation. Yeah, no, it's the same here. Definitely. And um, 
uh, good luck with it. And I think, you know, as I say, I'll do as much as I can as well to promote it because it's all good stuff. Yeah, well, no, thank you so much. That means a lot to me. So guys, I hope you all enjoyed that. Um, that was episode the end of episode eleven, uh, where we were joined by Polly. I'd like to first of all say a very very warm thank you to Polly for coming on here and sharing her story. I think it's just absolutely amazing. Um, the depth that we went into in this conversation is quite something. Uh, I apologise for anyone who thought we were dragging on there a bit. It is a bit long, I know it is, but I think, honestly, we managed to discuss a very broad range of topics, which I think is amazing, because I think it's so important to understand that dyslexia is not just reading and writing and spelling. It's It can sort of have an impact on your entire life. And I think this conversation is quite um, a key one for kind of uh, showing showing that, really. Um, so thanks again for everyone who's listening uh, episode 11 guys honestly I didn't I really didn't think I'd get this far I was you know when I first started this I was sort of aiming at two or three episodes and, and here we are now um, so that's amazing and that is only because people are getting in touch and, and people are listening so so obviously you guys are kind of you guys are rock this show I'm, I'm, I'm in the background really anyway um, next week we have uh, another special conversation actually this one is kind of different um, so next week is actually we have so, so first of all we have a little India on the show which I'm really excited about um, so so it's Anna in India who's who's a mother and daughter and, and Anna got in touch with me again these are people I don't know so Anna got in touch with me on, over Facebook um, asking about tips and tricks for homeschooling little India right now um so that is all i will say for now thanks again to everyone who's listening thanks polly and i will see you guys same time same place next week